You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. Hope y'all enjoy. Welcome to Carly's Couch. It's me, Pickle Rick. <laughs> and Arthur. <laughs> oh, you don't got your Arthur sweater on no more. Whatever though. I did a second ago. Arthur changed Come on, clothes. Carly. I'll show you a fist in this too. In the next episode, you'll see Carly as Arthur. <laughs> Right? Yeah, that's yes. right. Because this is episode... What is this? Like blue schools? <laughs> <laughs> Intervention soon come. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk off the record. So, episode 125. Last week, we were talking about trust issues. And this week, we're on our Anita Baker. We're going to talk about apologizing. Um. And so today we want to think about apologies. And I feel like everyone's like, yeah, whatever. Like apologies and how to apologize. I know I should say how I feel and all those basic things. Maybe not, but maybe you do. Um, But I would challenge you to listen closely to this episode because I think that there's a lot of keys and a lot of like minute factors that can make a complete difference when it comes to apologies um and how to do it in a meaningful way and in a way that is genuine absolutely and I don't know about you all but I will say I haven't been on the receiving end of some terrible apologies and I have also probably given some really terrible apologies so I think this is very Mm -hmm. timely especially as we we talk a lot about self-growth um and interactions with people and better interactions with people and better understanding ourselves is always important yeah and specifically I've been arguing for the last a long time and so which is why I was talking about trust issues last week but last week and while we were recording I remember uh talking about like man I don't I was told like I don't seem remorseful um and I and I was like but I I think I do I was like maybe I don't I don't know so what it made me do though is from feeling like that it made me want to do some a little more research and googling around like apologizing and remorse and like what is the best ways to show those things, to show you that you're sorry about something? What does that really look like? And I love listening to podcasts, so I ended up listening to um, a particular podcast on apologies where the lady was talking to another expert. And then I got so many keys from it. I was like, well, let me take some notes. So I wrote down some notes, which then became kind of a blueprint for this episode. And not only you know did I learn something from that podcast, I was a bit able to immediately put it to use. So for me, that's how I like to consume information and knowledge. Like whenever something's in front of me, I'm trying to figure something out. I like to read and learn about things that I can apply right then. Um, and so this was very helpful for me. And I learned a lot of things. Um, and there's a lot of things I thought I knew. And I realized like, that I was doing it wrong or that there are things that I didn't even really know. Well, it's like, have, were you ever taught how to apologize? Um, so when I was a kid, we had to say, like your parents are like, say sorry about whatever. But also what we had to do was, um, if we ever said anything negative about each other, my parents would say, now say two nice things about them. So for me, um, I think that it might be weird to say in hindsight now because I know things a little bit better, but I feel like I grew up with apologies kind of being like a um, say that you're sorry so you can move off it, but not really like a in-depth, um, mm-hmm. you know, like action to it and 
um, like really applying and, and really feeling it and all of those things. I, w- I would say not really. Yeah, I would say my experience is probably pretty similar. It's lip service to then move forward about something or to like let something go. But rarely were they followed by action or implementation of anything different. It was just the words. Yeah. And what I saw yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I like that lip service because, yeah, that's a lot of times it is like you're apologizing because you want them to like, let's move on or let's. I feel like that that's how I approached it or not like meaningfully approached it. Like I'm not a like evil genius or anything, but, you know, really the way you apologize is like, all right, like we should be moving on by now. I remember I, I think I kind of alluded to that last week. Where I'm like, all right, at some point you got to decide to move on. But these things are such a process like. In real life, when you're really having an issue or you're really trying to apologize or make up for something or being on the receiving end of that, when people have done you wrong, like, you know how that feels. It's really a process of getting through it. And so apologizing can be a process, too. <laughs> oh, I thought she was walling out again, guys, but she was trying to <laughs> no, catch some dust little, or something. There's a little net because my plants, oh, I need to get plants. some more spray for them. Um, it's actually whenever I became a plant mom. To, uh, peppermint well, plant really Just yeah i have um oh and I, I should bring some spray next time i come here so my mom sorry y'all were off topic but my mom be putting together the essential oils and stuff and she was like oh yes yeah, like peppermint and cinnamon and um something mixed with water and so i have those oils and i would spray my plants and it did kill the gnats but then at one point i had them and i went to home depot and i got the bug killer from there but then i looked in the back and it literally was cinnamon sage peppermint and some other stuff and i was like oh damn like it really is just that so now i have this big concentrated thing of it so i'll have to bring you some thank you um and for those of you who are watching (laughs) she's not going crazy over here um but so that's why that's why we're talking about apologizing just because that's kind of where i went into research last week and applied so carly what's difficult about apologizing like why is it something that we don't talk about as much and I feel like, and, and you can agree or disagree, but I feel like I hear more conversation around, oh, you got to forgive, you got to forgive, you got to forgive, but not as much around, like, apologizing. Do you feel like that? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I didn't even think about that until they no, said it. No, it's like, always about forgiving and forgetting and setting better boundaries and things, but it's like the actual act of apologizing. Um, and that's why I asked earlier, I think it's not something that people talk about, one, because we're not really taught how to do it and we think we know how but like we really don't yeah it's like thinking you know how to shoot a basketball because someone told you Mm. and you're like oh okay cool or whatever and you just kind of move on so I don't think people ever really stop to think about that part of it's like man I said I'm sorry you should just be cool with that yeah like we really do think we know how to do it already (laughs) so it's like why do I need to learn about that why do I need to think even more about that another reason I think it's hard to talk about apologies is because it's hard to and you may not think it is, or you may be like, no, it's not. But it's hard to be accountable. And because it's not comfortable for somebody to tell you what you did wrong. And it's not comfortable to talk about, like, I did this thing, or I hurt you, or whatever it is. Like, that's not comfortable to do. Um, and a lot of people don't like to face how they've hurt a person. And so because of that, I think we don't talk about apologizing as much. Um, we don't put as much, like, weight on um, how to really apologize and I think it's why a lot of our apologies aren't that awesome. Absolutely. And it's, I think it really boils down to that ownership 
of recognizing your part in things. I would also argue most people are probably not super self-aware and that probably inhibits Mm -hmm. a lot of this because it requires you to be self-aware about your actions and how they affect other people, whether it was your intention or not, um, which I'm sure hopefully we'll get into later when we talk about not so great apologies. Yeah. And maybe people don't talk about apologizing as much or it's not like um, the art of it isn't discussed because also I feel like we are kind of socialized to just be like, oh, okay, or not even really to challenge a bad apology, if that mm. made sense. Like, we just kind of like, you might still be mad or whatever, cool, but you don't say like, no, that like that wasn't a good apology because now you're blaming my sensitivity instead of telling me what you did. Or like, mm. I don't think you were really challenged that much. And so <laughs> with me using all, a lot of these tips that we're going to talk about this week, it's been good because I can see the difference. I can see a total difference in reaction and response that I get that's more progressive um, in apologizing in a more meaningful and right way than being defensive or um, if it's just not a good apology. Like it's a total difference um, night and day. So you see a different response and reaction. Does it feel different, like the things that you're saying and how you're approaching it? Yeah, that's a good question, too, because and then we'll, we're going to go through all the ways, like how you should apologize. But when I did when I do it the right way or in a more correct way, because maybe I probably still kind of messed up a little bit. But when I'm talking, it feels different because it doesn't feel good now. Mm. When I when I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like that's is that's easy and or, or like what I've been doing is kind of easy and sure it doesn't feel good if you're saying you're sorry for something but it's different than like really saying it in a way where you're making statements about how you messed up or like what you did and in a way where you're really confronted about your own stuff it's very different and I think it it kind of feels a little more freeing but it's a little more tougher too because you're really like facing yourself Mm, sounds like a great opportunity to learn. Mm. <laughs> well, so one of the one of the things I thought was interesting, um, and it kind of sums up like why a meaningful and a good apology is so important, um, is that there's three huge gifts that come with a heartfelt apology, an apology that's done in a right way. And the first one is it is a gift to the person that you hurt. And I think that's probably the most obvious. Um, you always hear the quotes like, there's going to be things you have to get over without an apology. Mm-hmm. But when you get that apology, even if you had stopped expecting it, it still feels good. Um, it can help you release from like being obsessive and angry and really bitter about things if the person actually apologizes to you. Yeah, because you know how sometimes you'll be like um, obsessed about it in that. You're like, man, I can't believe they did that. Like, oh, they really don't care. Or You know, how sometimes like you just go through that in your brain. And so to at least really give a good apology they can have that. Sure, you're still going to feel some kind of way, but you could at least have that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a gift to the person you hurt um, because it can allow them to feel safe in the relationship again, um, knowing that you're actually validating what they feel, knowing that, okay, you're actually giving them the space to express, um, and knowing that you actually care about how you made them feel or what you did to them. So it it gives them that opportunity to have any space if they so desire to say, okay, I'm, I'm actually being validated and this is a space where we can still be friends and we can still do whatever or I can communicate with you at least. 
Mm-hmm. And just letting them know, like, I get it. Like, you're right. You're not crazy in how you feel about this. Like, I really did mess up. Like, taking that ownership kind of takes a burden off of them. It's not your feelings got hurt because you're sensitive. Your feelings got hurt because I fucked up or because I said something or did something that hurt your feelings. Yeah, and that was the biggest one for me is, like, validating someone's reality. Because when I thought about it, I was like, oh, that's why I've been doing it wrong. Because they'll keep saying, but you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. Like, I'm like, bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your honor, I'm sorry. Like, that, you don't get it. You don't get it. Because then I'm maybe being defensive or saying other things. And then I realized, oh, I need to actually say, yo, you're right. Like, you should be mad. I did this. And that's totally different, I think, than just saying, like, you're sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, to make them feel like they're not crazy. Um, another way that it's a gift is it's a gift to yourself. So... And I guess in any way I'm talking right now, it's like, okay, I have learned some things. I feel like it gives me space to mature when I'm actually facing things that I'm apologizing about. And sometimes we think like, oh, you know, if you apologize to someone now, it's like you're lower than them or they don't respect you or whatever. But it's more so that people will respect like that you're actually being straightforward, that you're actually being honest, that you're actually apologizing, recognizing your error, et cetera. And so really, even though it's an uncomfortable thing or can be, you're still growing out of that for sure. Yep. And I think it is most important because it, like, it gives a gift to the relationship. Like it can help you rebuild trust. It can rebuild that safe space. It can help the person feel seen. It helps you you know, grow as a person, helps them respect you more. So it's just a gift all the way around when you look at, you know, a, a mm-hmm. real apology. So now we're going to go into like what makes a heartfelt and meaningful apology. How do you apologize in the right way? So here is some things to think about the next time you have to apologize um, and how you do that. So the first thing is a true apologize does not include the word but. Mm. And this is why, I, so people be mad at me because I like arguing via text more than I like in real life because it's something about a real life conversation where I'll be going off the rails. Like it's harder to, does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. it's harder for me to like stay like I'm thinking about what I'm saying a little yeah. bit more. And maybe that's, I need to practice maybe pausing more and like being slower. But when I text, this has been interesting because I'll write out what I really want to say. And then it's like, ooh, I just invalidated the whole thing because I can see my butt right there or I can see that I'm saying, you should or whatever else, right? And so for me, it's like, well, if I take out that, what's left? And then I'm like, damn, it just says like, I fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, so it's different. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, I'm gonna send it. But it it does move it along better. So like a real apology doesn't have the word but. So keep the but out of your apology. Um, another one in this one, I have an example. A true apology keeps the focus on your actions and not on the person's response to them. There is no accountability in saying, I'm sorry that you felt hurt. As if their sensitivity is the problem. And I think that one is freaking huge. And I think about this trash ass apology I got <laughs> last year. And I actually want to call the person and be like, yo, that shit sucked. Now that we're thinking about it. I bet you won't send on the episode, though. <laughs> I will, though. Absolutely. I bet you won't send on the episode. I sure will. Um, because, no, the apology I got was, I'm sorry your feelings got hurt, but you know that wasn't my intention. And I said that a whole bunch of times, too. And I was it like. Feels, it, sound, it don't seem like it's crazy. And I feel like somebody said that to me. I might not even think that's crazy. I will now. Yeah. But you immediately felt like, nah. Yeah, I was like, you're just blaming this Mm -hmm. on me being sensitive and on Mm -hmm. my feelings. And it's not that. Like, I have those and this is also not right. And the thing is, they can 
feel bad that you're hurt, but you're right. That's blaming you. And then it's like, no, you should say, I'm sorry that I did X, Y, Z. And it, like, I feel, if I feel bad that you're so hurt or whatever, like, I don't yes. know, but it makes a complete difference. That, see, um, and that was a way better one. That makes me feel better just hearing it. <laughs> so when you listen to this episode, you know who you are. Absolutely. You got to rephrase. Um, the next thing, the next truth about an apology is a good apology includes an offer of reparation or restitution. And so if you're apologizing that you did a thing, didn't do a thing, whatever it was, what's different? What's next? What are you doing that's different? Um, and what what are you really going to do also? This one's maybe a little harder because you can say, like, I don't want to do it again, or I'll be more conscious of whatever. Um but you really have to stick to that. Otherwise, you risk things being meaningless and, you know, bridging trust again. Like, you're just going to say mm-hmm. whatever you have that's to say. You're being a liar. And that's, that's the hard part, I think, because it's easy to say. And it depends on what you're apologizing for, too. But some things, you know, are easier to be like, okay, I, I messed up. And then there's some things that's like, damn, like, that's a real deeper thing to work on. Um, and so whatever that is, though, to offer that reparation, to offer that there's going to be something different is an important piece. A good or a true apology does not overdo, um, makes it makes about you and don't overdo it like you're the worst person ever. And I think from this and Lexi, you can elaborate, oh, mm. but it's like, you're not like, oh my God, I'm the most terrible person mm. in the world. Like, oh, please forgive me. Now I'm it's just, like, all right, now man. you're groveling yeah. and like, it's. And if you apologize to me like that, now I end up having to be like, Carly, like, it's all right. Like Carly, like, and now it's about you. Yeah. And now it's like, you're being extra dramatic and I Okay, why am I comforting you now? Why like, the theatrics? Now you're a victim um, instead of just apologizing about that thing you did. That was, yeah, that was, yay, roll play. <laughs> that was good. That was a good example of exactly how that goes. Um, another one is a true apology doesn't get caught up in who's more to blame or who started it. You apologize for your part of the problem, even if the other person can't see their part. That's the hard part of that. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, I did X, Y, Z. It doesn't have to be... I'm sorry I did this, but you know I only did that because of that. Or not, I'm sorry I did this, but you all you turned around and did that. So and now it's like, what are we like what are we doing? That's not a good apology. A true apology requires that you do your best to not pull a repeat performance. And Lexi kind of mentioned that, but a true apology is an action, not just in lip service. It is in how you move, how you talk to them, being more open, honest, whatever that thing is, just making sure that you're living out your apology and not doing lip service so that they feel okay and you could just get back to whatever equilibrium that you want. Yeah, and the next one spoke to me and called me out real bad because I realized this is what I'm doing. Well, the opposite of this. A true apology should not serve to silence another person. And even if you don't directly say that. So like, you know, I said, I'm sorry, like 10 times, like, I'm sorry. How many more times do you want me to say it? I'm sorry. Like, can we just please like, you know, move on from this? I'm really sorry. I've apologized. Like, let's move on. And that doesn't sound like, okay, like let's move on. But as the person who's been violated, again, you can't, you can't control their process and how they're dealing with it and all of those things. And I feel like a lot of times when I would apologize, I might not have said it like that, but I've found myself often mentioning, like, all right, how can we get past this? How can we move on from this? Like, or I'm saying I'm sorry because what's the next thing? Like, I'm trying to move to the next thing, move to the next spot. And it really does silence the other person instead of now I've been trying to kind of say more of like, 
um, you know, if they say something or they're mad, like, okay, like, let's, you know, what you got, like, say what you need to say. If you're upset, like, be upset, like, letting them kind of feel it a little more. Um, and recognizing too, that if you're apologizing, you might have to say sorry a few times. And I thought about when I was listening to this, I thought about, um, how we hear a lot of times, um, like with black people and whites being like, all right, like, you know, what else can we do? Like slavery happened, all these things are happening. And it's like, why are y'all never letting it go? Like, let it go. Like, we have to let it go at some point. We have to let it go at some point. And I realized, like, okay, I understand that argument for, no, like, it's still, like, it's a big issue. Like, it's still so underlying. There's still work to be done. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that made me realize, like, oh, I'm kind of doing that same thing when I'm like, okay, like, I said I'm sorry. Like, what else do you want? Um, And even if you really are sorry and even if you plan to do something different, to say it like that is very dismissive, I think. Um, and I like that analogy. I had never thought about it like that, but that is so real. That's the first thing I've thought about. Like, why am I trying to push somebody off of, you know, being upset or push them past this when it's like, okay, I understand that in a different context. Yeah, and healing takes time. It's like, if you break your arm, you're not like, come on, arm, get better. What are you doing? Yeah. Get better. <laughs> I told you to heal. It's like, no, it doesn't quite work like that. Um, another one is a true apology should not be offered to make you feel better if it risks making the hurt party feel worse. Man, that's big. It's not an apology if it's happening because you need to heal or because you need to get rid of guilt. Or just so you can say, well, I apologize yeah, to you. It's like you got to think about like if it's really meaningful and if they're receiving it and if you're giving it to them, they're able to receive it in a way that's actually meaningful for them. Because remember, it's not about you. Yeah, that is a good. One. And then, uh, the last thing is a true apology does not ask the hurt party to do anything. Boy, was I messing this up. <laughs> not even to forgive. An apology is not an end to the conversation. It's what de-intensifies the situation so you can actually have room for further conversation. So going back to the other one I said I sucked at, I was like, oh, I'm using this to end. Like, let's not talk about this anymore. Like, I'm good, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Cool. Mm. But that I'm sorry is literally the opening to continuing to talk about it and continuing to figure it out and continuing to work on it. And again, everything might not be that intense, right? Um, I'm sorry. My bad. I accidentally closed the door on you. Like, okay, cool. But when we're talking about things we really need to, like, apologize for and um, – and let somebody know that you you are sorry, that you're remorseful for it. You're not even asking them to forgive you. You're literally just being accountable. So to think about like that, to me, was like kind of a game changer because I'm like, oh, like I'm not apologizing to get anything, any outcome out of this. Or you shouldn't be. Um, you're really apologizing to respect that person and to acknowledge where you've messed up. Dang, man. It's just the start of it. Yeah, and I, that made me think about like the last time I had to apologize, like I apo- chose to apologize to somebody, not had to, but chose to. And I'm like, man, I probably could have used some better words mm-hmm. and like thinking about it and also not like doing it for their forgiveness or for anything. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause after hearing this, then I stopped putting a, like a extra disclaimer after it. So it's like, I'm sorry that I did this thing and there's no more of like, but can this happened or but can you know so like cutting that out again a lot of times like I said with text it's like you can look at what you're saying and it's like let me just take off all the bs and then it's just more straightforward um but the reason why apologies are so hard also is because we are so wired to be defensive like 
We are very defensive. We have an episode on defensiveness, so go back to that if you want to hear more about that or, or more about why you shouldn't be as defensive. Um, but one thing about it is, like, you're, it's very difficult to listen when you're being criticized, um, and so you automatically are just like, yeah, but this or yeah, that, and, like, you want to explain yourself. You don't want to have to feel like, oh, you're this terrible person, Um but when you're having these conversations, it's very important to not listen for what you disagree on. And this was kind of a game changer, what they said, too, because I'm like, oh, yeah, when people are talking to you about yourself, especially, it's like you want to, yeah, but, yeah, but, and you're listening for what you disagree with that they say. But they said, look at it as listening for what you agree with. So if they're like, yeah, you said this to me and, um, it really, it made me feel like whatever. In, a, in agreeing with that, instead of being like, yeah, but, or no, it's more of a response that's like, yes, I said whatever, and, you know, maybe, I, and I shouldn't have, or you're agreeing with them. And I think that takes the conversation to a whole different progressive place because I think people are used to you combating what they have to mm-hmm. say. But if you're actually, like, listening for, you're right, or if they're like, you know what, I feel like you're just a hurtful person, blah, 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 and agree, and what you can agree with. Like, you're that's something that I have to work on sometimes. Like, there are things, blah, 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 blah. So I think that's a total different tone to a conversation, to an apology, um, when you can do that. So that's one tip for sure about being less defensive. Yeah, like listening to listen um, and not to respond. I think people are terrible listeners in general. We also have an episode on listening. Please look that up if you haven't listened. Um, Anyways, (laughs) it's also important just to hear them out. There's not always a need for a reply or a rebuttal or any type of anything. It's like you really want to make sure that they feel heard and that they have that space if they trust you enough to share it with you. Yeah. And remembering, too, that one of the biggest parts, perhaps, of apologizing and giving an apology is listening. And y'all know that ain't my strong suit either. So that's why it's like, all right, I'll be trying to be quiet and let, you know, people talk. But then sometimes they'll be like, are you listening? Are you even listening to me? Because they're used to me uh, cutting in every two seconds. Or when I get real into it, I'll be so mad. I'm always so mad at myself when I do this. But, like, I, like, cut them off, cut them off, cut them off, because I'm trying to be defensive. And I swear, it's so hard to do, like, control that in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest part about the apology is listening. Like we said at the beginning, like, you don't get it. You're not hearing me. You're not listening to me. I'm not, they don't feel seen. And so to see them and give them that space that you're really hearing them and hearing for what you can agree with them um, is a big difference. And that's the opposite of being defensive. So um, let's talk about some ways you can kind of curb that defensiveness, Carly. So the first one is recognizing your defensiveness. Um, It helps give you a little bit of distance. Like anytime you know you're prone to something, and let's just assume that all of us are prone to being defensive because of our brains, Mm -hmm. like it gives you some space. So you can like right before you just reply, give yourself a pause and recognize like that your response could be being defensive and you might not actually be listening to the person or what's going on. Yeah, that's what I got to do. Because I I only catch it after they say like, dang, can you stop interrupting me? And I'll be like, dang, (laughs) dang, my bad. Um, In the same vein as that, it's just, to breathe a little bit more. Um, and that probably goes down with like this goes with the slowing down and just being a little bit more aware when you're speaking to somebody is just to like really like focus on your breath and breathe that way. You're not just like blurting things out. Mm-hmm. Um, listening only to understand 
not to argue, not to dispute facts, not to find weaknesses in what they're saying. And that's not true with Thursday, not Tuesday, whatever. It doesn't matter. Shut up. Just listen to yeah. listen. <laughs> yeah. That's hard too, though, to not argue. Like, and, and to say it like that, listening to understand, like you really trying to understand, like, what are they saying? That's, sometimes that's difficult. Um, another way to curb defensive, uh, defensiveness and to be a non-defensive listener is to ask questions about whatever you don't understand. So what you're saying is that this happened, you felt like this, or like um, really asking and like really try to understand and make sure you're clear on what they're saying. And then another way is to find something that you can agree with, with what they've said, and you can acknowledge that and apologize for that first. So instead of arguing about all the other points, like find some common ground, find something you can mm-hmm. agree with. Yeah, because it don't never be just one point, does it? Like, <laughs> yo, it's like, yeah, well, you did this, and then this, and then you did this, and then this. It's like, God, right, dog, that, But you had did that too. Right, like, well, shoot, well, I, you're right, I did I did do that, I so I'm going to apologize for that, but we're going we gonna to talk about the other ones. Um <laughs> Another thing is letting the offended party know that they have been heard and that you'll continue to think about the conversation. Um, And I I try to use that too, where I think they asked me something about myself or something. And I really was like, I don't really know the answer to that. And I was like, you know what? I'm a, I'm going to think about that. Like how can, how are you going to do something different? How are you going to do whatever? Let's say that's what it was. Instead of just being like, well, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do better. I was like, you know, I, I'm going to think about it. And I hear what you're saying, and that's that's something I need to figure out, and I'm going to think about it. And I think that that's a more real response and just, like, the quick response. And it gives you time to marinate on it. Not ruminate, um, but marinate <laughs> on it and think about, like, oh, man, I really – like, how it impacted them and, and your actions and just giving you time and space, and it helps them feel more seen, like she said, which I think is a big deal. Um, and then thanking them, this is something huge. Anytime that anyone feels vulnerable enough to share their feelings and to express like what happened with you, like you need to thank them, like thank that, thank them, thank them for the space for trusting you, even if you might have, you know, hurt their trust or whatever, because they're still being very vulnerable with you and putting themselves out there in a way where they can still get hurt. Yeah. Can you imagine? Um, I think they were saying a story in, in the podcast I was listening to about apologizing. I think they said some kind of story about kids kids and parents it said parents usually take an apology but then they add a lot of extra stuff like to it and so it makes the kids learn like they don't they they don't like that process of apologizing or or trying to apologize because it's like um okay cool Timmy but also like so remember, like, don't put the dishes there, da, 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 and it's all the extra stuff. And they said, but parents never just say, like, um, are they never here, like, thank you for apologizing, um, mm. and then it makes a big difference. I, I totally wish that, and I wish I remembered exactly what it was, but it's, like, something that is ingrained. Like, you never really thank people for calling you out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's very interesting to think about approaching any situation with, the fact that it's like I really want to understand so I can be better and like I'm I'm actually very thankful that now I'm recognizing some things or um realizing that I need to do things differently or whatever it is but to actually feel that way if you don't say it but maybe try saying it as well mm-hmm. they might appreciate that and then I had one more thing right here but honestly I don't remember what that means so I'm gonna skip it that's okay with you <laughs> kind of like whatever girl 
Um, so basically apologizing is so important. Um, but, but it's important for you. Like as a person who needs to apologize, it's important because it's, it really is operating at a higher level. And I think most things that are hard to do are like out of your comfort zone because maybe you're not used to it or it makes you face something like those are the things that like level you up. Um, Mm -hmm. And so a big thing is, is the greater the willingness to apologize and make amends, they said, uh, the more representative that is of you having a high Mm self-worth. And they said people with a lower self-esteem tend to be, that tends to be connected to with people who they don't like to apologize. Um, And that kind of makes sense because it's like, I don't want to, I'm not wrong. I don't want to deal with being wrong. I don't want to see me being wrong or less than perfect or less than what I see myself as um, Mm. or whatever it may be. And so they're really trying to hold on to their feelings of I'm right or, but it's not me or feelings are those things. So I can see how that correlation could make sense. Yeah. I like that. The higher the self-worth, the greater the willingness to apologize and make amends. And I think it's just taking ownership of yourself. Like it hurts when people tell you that you weren't being thoughtful or that you hurt them or that whatever, especially if it's somebody that you really care about. Um, and, and that hurts and it takes part, it takes you, it takes a greater like self-worth for you to actually confront those things and deal with those things. But I very much think that the people who listen to this podcast are doing that. (laughs) So shout out to you. This actually was on my heart when I was thinking about it as someone who used to over apologize all the time. Um, that could be a thing for people pleasing or just agreeableness or whatever. And not in a bad way. If you tend to over apologize, I want you to pause and think about that and like go through these steps and like, am I just apologizing to apologize? Do I even mean this? Because the more you say it, it can take away the meaning of it, especially like in a relationship, if you're always sorry about everything. So making sure whenever you use those words that you are very intentional on both sides. Mm -hmm. And personally, I don't know if I'm an over apologizer, but I definitely do more of the way more of like the easier or like unnecessary apologies. Like the, Oh, I'm sorry this, or I'm sorry that. Um, or like I, I approach it very like easy and surface level. Whereas I can only remember like a couple times really where I've like, I really messed up and I'm really, or, or that I actually apologize. This makes me want to think back on things or people and see like, is there anybody else that like, I should really like apologize, apologize to, um, and that I just maybe didn't really, or I just kind of gave them like a quick surface thing and just like whatever and just kept it moving um so uh hit me up <laughs> hit me up if i ever if i ever fucked you over or if i ever said anything crazy man i think let I me got know one. so man, i, I should call one. that person out but i think i got one i need to call yeah i don't know I, uh, that's not things i really like sit around and think about nobody's complaining me to me but they ain't hit me up so Same. i don't know ain't nobody hit me up but shout out to um people who call people out i think now i feel more empowered to be like actually that's not a good apology mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, yeah. I've never actually thought to tell somebody that because I think sometimes it's so rare to get one or get one that seems like it has meaning that we don't challenge them. Mm-hmm. We're not taught to. So shout out to that. I think that's also high self-worth to challenge things when they're not genuine or don't seem authentic to you. Yeah, I I think I kind of did that recently. And then they, they did re, rephrase it. I was like, oh, damn, that's way better. And like I was like, oh, I actually feel like you meant it because I think we really are just programmed to apologize the way we do. Like, mm-hmm, I'm sorry. And you may not mean for it to not be right, especially with the um, I'm sorry that you that I made you feel whatever way. I think that one we kind of just say 
But in this case, I was like, yo, you can't after it was right after I heard this too. I was like, yes. I was like, yeah, you can't you can't apologize for like how it made me feel. Like, what exactly are you apologizing for? Mm. That's why I said I was like, what exactly are you apologizing mm. for? Because all I see is you telling me how I felt. And then he rephrased it and I was like, damn, that's just beautiful. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I guess you believe it. That's just it's, I think it's just easier to say it in that way. Yeah. Um, and then obviously I'm as y'all hear me talking, I'm talking through all my stuff on these last few, but I've been doing better with trying to apologize but i i definitely understand now too how a real apology is really just the door opener because like you're still having conversations still you know trying to figure it out like all right well how can you um make up for it or show differently or all these things like it's really just the beginning to apologize and in a way because i was like man i don't know like how was how do you feel remorse when i was talking about that last week Mm -hmm. but in a way now i realize like and this being a process of apologizing, it's like, that is like, that. Come, I don't want to say that's your punishment, but like, that's what you're going through. Like, you have to go through all that. And it's like, oh, I, like, I'm really sorry. And I have to go through that because that's the cause of whatever I did. So, mm-hmm. my bad. <laughs> so, we hope, um, we hope you learned something about apologies that may be a little different, a little gem here and there. I definitely learn some things that I could use and that I still focus on and I love when things call me out like when it calls out what I thought I knew Mm -hmm. because a few of these things I was like oh shoot I never thought about it like that and I think that's partly because like we said at the beginning I feel like I think most about more about who's doing me wrong or like you owe me an apology or how can I process something somebody else did, but mm-hmm. not, but not even really rarely myself. Like not that I don't ever mess up cause I do all the time, but I never really think as much about me apologizing as much as I think about how to deal with other people to me. So it was very interesting to me. And I, I feel like I had learned a lot. Same. Um, yeah. I, I, my brain is just like going a million miles an hour now just thinking about all this stuff. Cause as someone who constantly, you know, works on myself, um, it's like, man, there's always ways to get better. I still give myself breaks, y'all. But, like, there's still ways to get better and to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have a shout-out, do we? Or no. do you want a shout-out? Okay. So, we don't have a shout-out this week. Let us know if you guys have anything cool Please. going on. Because we would love to share it. Also, check out carlyscouch.com. We have a phone number that we put on the front page, the bottom right. And if you have any thoughts or comments, or if you have any questions for us, you can always call and leave us a voicemail. And we'll play that during the episode and give our responses, our reactions, or whatever to that as well. So, feel free to call and leave us a voicemail. And, of course, continue to leave reviews and uh, five stars and all of that as well. We appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. What's our question though? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I was gonna make it about the episode. Okay. Um, what's something that you learned about yourself in your process of like researching apologies and practicing? Damn, how long as personal question? Um, <laughs> something I learned about myself. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a real answer too. Thank you. Uh, well, I kind of already knew this. But in in response or in like the context of apologizing, I realize that even in that space, I avoid feeling guilty and remorseful. I feel like this is what I've been saying though, so sorry if it's not that new. But I I never looked at the way I apologize as I'm just trying to get past it or to the next thing. But, oh, no, no, no. So let me change the other way. That was the negative, but let me put it this way. I learned 
that I could be way more accountable. Mm. Because that's what that's what it was. I wasn't actually being accountable for the actions. And so I learned, I was like, wow, I have a lot more space to be accountable because that's what I kept getting called out on. I was like, you're not being accountable. Like, what are you talking about? I keep saying I'm sorry. But then and researching this stuff and looking at this especially, I realized, like, yo, I'm not saying, like, I did X, Y, Z. Um, and so I wasn't really being accountable. I was putting all this extra stuff around things and fluffing it up or whatever. And so, yeah, I learned that about myself. I'm like, oh, I could be much more accountable. Good. Um, I realized that in just in this episode and like researching for this episode that as much as I do take ownership in and when I apologize, I can make it less about me. Um, and I'm just thinking about the last apology that I messed up. I was like, you know, I am sorry <laughs> that I hurt your feelings. <laughs> and I also wouldn't have changed my action. It was a whole it was a thing. But um, that's how it be sometimes. But so should you not apologize? though? If you really feel like, like yeah, well, like, I am sorry that, that my feelings me. were hurt like that. Like I really do. I really mm. do. I do feel bad that that wasn't my intent, but that was very much my impact. And I own that. Mm. Like I never set out to do that, but I do realize I did that. And I apologize um, and gave people space to talk about whatever. Um, but that I can, you know, just let them talk to talk. It doesn't have to come to some resolution or a thing. Just give mm. them space. Apologize to apologize. So in listening to this, this question to make it a little bit more broad is like, what's something you learned about yourself or the way you apologize yeah, that's good. Think about it. Let us know. Hit us via Twitter, Instagram, the website, TikTok, YouTube. We get hella YouTube comments. I need to go in there and answer some. Um, but we appreciate you guys' engagement as always. Thank you for listening. Um, and we want you to tune in for sure for next week because we will have a guest, our first guest for 2021. Why well, keep saying 2021? It's hard. easier to say 2021. <laughs> 2021, yeah. 2021. Um, <laughs> Ooh. It's time to go. Yeah, it's time to go, bro. <laughs> Carly over here knocking her head on the mics and like, yo, I don't have time. But I'm gonna holler at y'all later so I can deal with Carly. Have a blessed week. Enjoy. Bye, y'all. <laughs>